Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. To another amazing day at the law firm of Newberger and Partners. Yes. Thank you. Guys you. Rock. That's very kind. But uh, you just, know just to identify, we are having a lovely Woodford Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This is really great stuff, eh? I look forward to going to Kentucky one day. You can do a great tour of Kentucky bourbon. It's yes. just amazing. Yeah, I plan on doing it. I have a friend who invited Nothing me. like Kentucky bourbon. I actually have two friends who did do a Kentucky uh, bourbon yeah, no, tour. And both ended up in the drunk tank. And they said oh they God. were treated very well. And released the next day when they <laughs> were sober enough. And were just sent on their way. So that is the hospitality that Kentucky offers, and I look forward to one day experiencing so it. I have a friend in Texas who invited me down there to go shoot oh, at wow. things. Yeah, we don't want to do that. No. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, not people. I prefer, not I pre people. I prefer consuming the bourbon. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to shoot at anything. I, just want I know, some, it was kind of I mixed. just want some bourbon. It seemed like a bucket list and thing. It seemed like a bucket ribs, list thing to baby. do, but I don't, I I don't like I want some ribs. You know, I, I don't like to read the news Fire. very often. But, um, my daughter messaged me and said she has tickets to a concert. And she said, save my concert, mommy. Do what you can, because I, I advocate for false accused. So so today's episode is Musicians Under Fire. And we want to start with Arcade Fire. Who I got to tell you. Canadian yeah, so like I kind of like got acquainted with Arcade Fire a few years ago, watching them. Not sure if it was on Saturday Night Live or whatever, but like I thought the music was incredibly creative. Uh, you know, Quebec-based band, family-oriented, family in the band, yeah. like great concepts, community involved. Like I, I, and their music was great. Like it's, well, my daughter requests that we save them her concert tickets. Don't can know we, we do can. that? I don't know if because, we can. Yeah. So here's here's the problem: the moment that accusations got published on a site no less called Pitchfork. <laughs> like mob mentality. <laughs> well, it's, well it's, we're heading site. into that's fall. A, they were, yeah, yeah, we're heading into fall and a time of Halloween and like Mike Myers and everything else. So Pitchfork works. Pitchfork, so Pitchfork is, a, is, is a music. Detailed allegations and you've got the print out of the entire thing. And um, and they were instantly, their their whole catalog was taken offline. Instantly. Like right away. So that's cancel No presumption of innocence. Really? Gone. The allegations themselves Gone. aren't even... I mean, not not to say what's serious or isn't serious, but some of them aren't even actual allegations as far as I can. They're not serious. I can't do it. Okay, you give it to me. It just f***ing makes me angry. Yeah, no, they're not serious. Right. So, but so, like, let's put it all into perspective. Just read it because it's like. Well, I mean, this is a very lengthy article, so I'm not going to read the whole away. You know, they, so, they're an icon of Canadian culture and music. And have done other things which are wonderful for the community in Quebec and and for Canada and for everything else. And, so before we go into this, gone. there was there was a, a, a not not an actual mainstream media. I just want to. This is the summary that it, I love. This paragraph about this pitchfork article and the summary of of their approach said the article's approach is both reactionary and absurd. If the criterion of exclusion on the basis of inappropriate behavior were to be adopted, which popular group, musician, film star, or media personality, past or present, would survive? There would be virtually no music left to play on radio or films or television to be watched. 100%. Right? So this was uh, just sort of like some sort of like a 
it wasn't media, but it was like somebody's commentary on it. And I absolutely adore that comment because it's so inappropriate behavior. What does that mean? You have your hand up. Go ahead. Okay. So like Bill Burr has a new comedy um, special. special. I love Bill Burr. <laughs> and, and he talks about cancel culture and how they went back after John Wayne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and canceling people who are dead. They went after Alfred Hitchcock. That didn't work out well. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's f***ing nuts. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Inappropriate behavior. Is that a crime? First of all, let's talk about that. No, 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 no. no. We, well, we it, don't it, have sorry. crimes against civility or inappropriate behavior or uncomfortableness. It's uncomfortable. Well, I was uncomfortable. You feel bad later? I feel bad. Wait a second. You know, the term inappropriate behavior is a wide range, you know, encompasses a wide range, is very subjective. Some inappropriate behavior is very much, you know, captured by the criminal code. Other <laughs> inappropriate behavior is not captured by the what's criminal the code. Difference, what's the difference between sexual misconduct and sexual assault? Well, no, sexual we know assault. that. Well, no, for other people, we don't know Non-consensual that. application explain, of force. Explain it, to me, explain it. What's the difference? I, I, I'm not going to touch it because I'm going to be totally inappropriate. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll be canceled. Chris, Chris, go ahead. Sexual assault is a non-consensual application of force. So there's no consent. You apply force to somebody, either for sexual or purposes. You, or you have consent under uh, circumstances that oh, vitiate the f- no. This is what I was going to say. Who the f- knows anymore who knows anymore what is the boundary so, it depends on your perspective and your political no. socio uh, well you know, like, oh, you know no 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 but you know there is no, a definition don't know misconduct is a so sexual misconduct is something you normally see in a workplace environment as opposed to a criminal charge correct all right so you know propositioning somebody is not a criminal code is not a violation yeah. under the criminal code yeah, sexting them yeah it will permission. be soon you know we're being a bit absurd here, and let's be calm. Let's be let's be calm, and let's let's go back to musicians and everything else. But here's what we're trying to here's what we're trying to say and be pointed about: the boundary between inappropriateness and criminal conduct is very blurred now. Correct. That's the problem. That's why I say some <laughs> things that are inappropriate can be criminal. Right. But we used to know a while ago, what the boundary was. Now, it's very amorphous. We do not know. Well, the reason... In fairness, in the past... In the past? No, no, no. No, let's talk about it. No, no, but in in fairness... We love Max, one of our producers. In fairness, in the past, some things that were chalked up to being sexually inappropriate... So let's talk about it. ...were truly... Criminal. Criminal. And so but that, so the reason has been blurred. That's correct. Everything has right? been blurred. There is a reason I asked about whether sexting was one thing or the other, because that is one of the big allegations against him, is that he sent unwanted sexting or whatever, and they, they dispute what led to him you know, engaging that behavior and how many times it happened. Free so, speech. So, speech so uh, first Canada of all... Canada needs to be free. So first of all... Right? Um, free Canada. Uh, Arcade Fire's uh, lead singer... 2B doesn't but, count, but you know. So first of all, Arcade, Arcade Fire's Win Butler has four accusers that were published in Pitchfork. Um, three of them 
say that they felt that the relationship had a, a power dynamic problem. Right. Okay. And so that, I want to. I want to. And that was after they revisited Sorry, it. Here's a disclaimer. After. We're not making judgments based upon the allegations. That will play out in the courts as it it flows. But based upon the reporting, we have some comments. He's not criminally charged. Except there are no. Not yet. <laughs> except the problem is that they may not play out in the courts because. And they may not at all. Right. So. Which is the problem with cancel culture, 100%. and his music's. Their music's been pulled. But let's just talk about it. But I, we're not making judgment. Yes, no, it's good, it's bad. It's My daughter on. still wants to go to their concert, just so everybody knows. So do I. <laughs> a lot of, this is the problem. A lot of fans want to go, and you're not just canceling Wynn Butler. You're canceling his entire crew. The 22 other people. Yeah, and the roadies. People related and the roadies and everybody. the lighting staff and everybody else. Yeah, all of them just, just on. And they're a good band. A really good band. No, they are. I love their well, music. Well, yeah, but those yeah, are two separate know. issues. Okay, so I, I love their music. Two separate issues. So he's instantly canceled and uh, inappropriate. Let's talk about it now. So we Let's were talking about it. power dynamics. Let's you go because no, but I, let, let, to give us the allegations and then let's have that as context to right. talk about this bullshit about power dynamics. Numerous people who spoke to pitch with Pitchfork in recent months say that when Butler's virtuous public rep, uh, reputation is not entirely in line with his offstage behavior. That's <clears throat> true. Shocking. He shouldn't cheat on his wife. Yeah. yeah, and that's what he's apologizing for mainly. And he should. Three women made allegations of sexual interactions with Butler. I don't like infidelity. That they came to feel. Yeah. They came to feel that's later on issue. were inappropriate. Sorry, what? They, they what? They they had allegations of sexual interactions. But with they him came to what? That they came they, to feel. What? So in what? Re- they came to feel. Hold on. We're in a- they relabeled it. In re- they thought back in time that exactly like, yeah, maybe this wasn't quite what. That's ex- <laughs> it's in revisiting. At the time, it seemed appropriate, but they came to feel it was inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Given the gaps in age, in this case, there was like three accusers that said that youth is a you know their youth was a power dynamic issue for them and they realized came to realize this later and then there was one accuser who actually did make uh, an allegation that involves some sort of physical force and uh but it was kind of interesting because when you know and, and but it's and, not just youth well, that, but, celebrity versus non-celebrity yeah. um so but the fourth accuser is a little more serious and said that yeah, they yeah. were not a fan of uh, of um him and I say they were not a fan because this person identifies as non-binary. And right. if I slip up on... Yeah. Uh, no, no, we want to be respectful this, about how yeah. we refer. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's an error because it's difficult. And also, one of the reasons, because we want to make it clear, there's only one person accusing anything right. in this. Yeah, right. So it's they can make it sound things. like there's more than one. But um, so so this individual said that there was uh, like a couple of times they went, they went out for a drink and then went for uh, a dinner... Right. And then there was an unwelcomed visit to um, the their apartment. apartment. Yeah. And uh, that, uh, so, the, but it was interesting because even just in the um, opportunity that was given to Wynn Butler to respond to the allegation, um, that there was, a, there was an aspect to his thing saying there was a kiss or I didn't touch them over their clothing or under their clothing. Uh, and then they went, oh, maybe it wasn't under the clothing. I can't quite remember. There were a few things that, that the complainant in this fourth allegation um, kind of hedged on in, in the thing. And this isn't even in court, right? Right. So here's what's interesting. Yeah. And this is why we're talking about it. 
So you have playing out in the social media, public media sphere allegations. And then we have the person accused responding. Yeah, actually this, responding. Uh, this is when one you're of the, granted one details. Of, one of really the interesting rare analysis. Cases. It's a very rare situation where you have a back and forth. Very interesting. Yeah, because um, because all of the complainants in this case, as was published by uh, Pitchfork, use pseudonyms, and uh, but it, it seems to me that the that except the, him that they were f that they were fair because they had to like replace names and so on. So it seems that this publication was fair and gave him the actual names of the accusers, even though they they so we can know what he's responding to. Because yeah. I have seen cases before, especially through Lighthouse, where um, because they're not criminal cases where you get full disclosure, where people are asked to respond to allegations and they're not even told who's accusing them. They don't even know what right. they're responding to. So this was fair, but this is an extremely interesting situation where you have somebody, you know, who is in the public sphere, a, a, an artist with his band and his colleagues, mm -hmm. and he's responding. Yeah. And, 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 and good for him. And he was somewhat apologetic and, and, and mostly well, because he, he was cheating on his wife. Yeah. And his wife is a member of his band. And she's an outstanding him. singer and a yeah, great part of the band. So we'll see how so it we're goes. not judging. We'll them. see how it goes for them. We will. But but you know, here's the here's an interesting thing. We have to see where this goes because this was one of the rare circumstances where you have allegation response. Allegation response. In the public sphere. And it looks like it's it's fairly fair reporting. Mm -hmm. Not sure. Pitchfork change your name, but right. you know, but uh, I, I like this. This was pretty good. And we'll yeah. see where it goes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, because he has his wife supporting him and stuff. And, he like, does. And God bless like He's quite God apologetic. So I want to compare this to another recent um, case that, that has taken place. And it's been just in this year. So like around June, July or something like that. Ricky Martin... Living la vida loca. La vida loca. This is a great uh, example of what we talk about. Yeah, about the need for caution on hashtag believing because so Ricky Martin is a Latino, Latinx singer um, who became famous. How old is he now? No, it's that's proper now. But how uh, old is he now? How old? Oh, I don't know because he he, he looks a lot younger great. than he is. Yeah, he's God. <laughs> Between his workouts and his hair, man, it kills me. I know. So um, the the allegation comes from a male against him. Ricky Martin is openly gay. He um, has a partner, and they have adopted, I think, five children. Five children. Or something like that. They, they have a, they have a constituted children. family. Yeah, great. And so, and huh? so, he's fifty years old. God damn it, he looks amazing. He's. I wish I looked. Just I wish work. I would have looked like just that at 40. Out, Chris, just got to work out. Oh. No, I, I yeah. work out. It's not that. It's the Take hair. It the, the hair. The I right. moisturize. The what right. do you use? Because I moisturize. But anyway. anyway. It's living in the South, I think. So, so Ricky Martin, like, just within this, it seems like within this year, it all went down like so recently, like June or something. I don't know. Um, his uh, nephew accused him of having a seven-month relationship with him. Very Got important. A, Take this slow. Yeah. Because this was a legitimate allegation. Yeah. It was in the looked news. Looked like, looked like. That's right. It was, this was very serious. And this is, we're, the only reason we're reporting on this and talking about this is not because it, it's sensational. Salacious. Salacious. It's because it underscores what we're trying to get as a theme 
throughout our podcasts about false garbage. And how you okay. respond to it when you're a famous person. So this was a great example. Yeah. So rock us through it, Dee. Okay, so Ricky Martin was... Um, originally, the story came out because his nephew... Cousin... Nephew. A rel- it was nephew. nephew. Yeah, it was just like, what, what was the relationship? I know it was a relative. Um, set, got a re- temporary restraining order against him. And uh, he you know, fought against it. And he said, we don't expect this temporary restraining order to be renewed. And in fact, the complainant withdrew the allegation. Probably what after- was the allegation? So the allegation was that there was a, uh, a seven month affair between him and- Sexual affair. Sexual yeah. affair between him and Ricky Martin. And, uh, and that, you know, there was a potential incest charge. There were news reports saying he could face 50 years in prison. Right. And it, it was Ricky Martin who was, who was pursuing this. And at the time that this temporary restraining order came out, he said, I can't speak publicly until I've addressed this. And that is actually a concern where a lot of people can't make public statements. 100%. And so he was, his career suffered. And Oh, it f-ing suffered. Yeah. He lost contracts. Well, he says he lost $20 million he made worth it, of contracts. Outstanding artist. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Well, he's now... Since since this person withdrew their allegations or said that they were not coerced into withdrawing or whatever, and there was some evidence coming out, so so what Ricky Martin is saying is that he was actually being stalked by a relative who got obsessed with him and the connection, and as a mental illness, he feels bad for the for this person, and uh, hopes that he heals or whatever, but. Um, but he put was put through hell for a long time. He was being extorted, and, and he's the, now and whatever suing. was said was false. It was false, and he's suing for. He is now suing for twenty million dollars. I've seen a couple of various reports as to the exact amount, but it's around twenty million dollars. Do you really think though that this person can pay twenty million dollars? Like no, that's not the issue. Well, that's not the issue. I think it's right. about setting the record straight, yeah. and that's very important. It's about second, it's it's about getting your day in court and fixing it. Well, this is why I asked the question because... It's about, you know, so the first opportunity is the complainant saying bad shit about the accused. The second opportunity, if you get that chance, is about the accused responding. So I put it this way. It's about his opportunity to set the record straight. That's his second opportunity. That's the chance that he has. Now he can set the record straight. And that's important because there's false allegations. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. People make false allegations. I can't believe it. Oh my God. Justin Trudeau doesn't believe it. Oh my God. Our justice minister doesn't believe it. Oh my God. Some people in the Supreme Court of Canada don't believe it. Right? So so Chris, what do you think about this? Like, you know, in terms of like, like public. Am I being extreme? In terms of no seriously so, public responses. So in terms of like how you respond in public, there is a legitimate reason to like be hesitant on making statements, just like Ricky Martin said. Um, like you don't want to like put out your defense evidence prior to trial if you end up having to go to trial. Yeah, but he said it was wrong. Sometimes you don't know if you're going to be criminally charged. You're just being you know charged in the court of public well, opinion. A, a so simple how do denial you, is a bit advise? different. Right. You know, uh, you can compare and contrast both the cases of Ricky Martin and uh, Wynn Butler from Arcade Fire. In the case of, you know, it's really quite amazing what Wynn Butler is doing. 
You know, he's answering specific allegations saying X, Y, and Z. Yeah. <laughs> without knowing really what the, the full context and there's of, no criminal charges correct yeah. right so he's you know really kind of funny in real time limiting himself in terms of uh or boxing himself in in terms of what you know if there are eventual criminal charges of you know what his defense will be Ricky Martin, I understand it to be a bit different. It's just a bald face denial, which I think is fine for anybody to say. In the stalking cases, what he's saying is that he was being stalked, so you would presume that he's making these assertive comments because he has evidence of being messaged in the way he's being messaged. um, let's, Let's put it this way. Ricky Martin is likely in that certain category, you know, financial category of people that have 24-7 security logs, people watching over them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and is but likely... Just when you say financial category, I just want to make it clear, it's like he gets away with stuff because he's rich, because no, that's no, no, a no, bad he doesn't. narrative. No, no, no. But he has that's the ability to draw upon security and supervision that, that he would need as a star, right. which can allow him to muster evidence. Which leads me to the conclusion about what about the people who are normal, right? And right. which is which is the point? Which is and you who know, face an allegation don't have that. Yeah, like the like vast the, rest of the vast majority of people don't have security staff who can say where we were on a particular day, right. who came into our hotel room or home or things of that nature. I suspect that Ricky Martin, given that he's a global pop star likely has those sorts of staff members who are able to either corroborate or contradict uh, any accounts based on the fact that there's just happens to be somebody there constantly watching where he is, et cetera, et cetera, for security reasons. <clears throat> so, you know, which is very different than even Wynn Butler, who is a very, you know, famous star, but he's certainly not in the same category as Ricky Martin. And thus, Likely does not have chauffeurs to drive him around, things of that nature. He's, you know, a much more low-key person, so he doesn't have somebody who can corroborate his account, right, or contradict the account of any potential complainant. So, But it's a great example of a false accusation and how responding in a concrete manner is helpful. And just it underscores that there are false accusations. Right. Well, uh, yeah. So, like I say, Ricky, we have to resort to this. Like Ricky know. Martin is in the category that he's able to do so because he likely has the proof, so to speak, to to muster it. Mm-hmm. It's way he's more difficult la vida loca. for the majority of people, which is why the majority of people. Well, but to his credit, to his credit, he's successful. So he has yeah. he has trappings around him necessary. To protect his integrity. And you I need it like, when you're at that level. What I really liked is, um, just like in terms of living La Vida Loca, he came out strong. And yeah, God bless, yeah he, good for him. He didn't say, oh, I'm really sorry if this person feels. He was, like, he was just like, this, this person you is a know. liar. Right? <laughs> and uh, I've got evidence. And, you know, he was strong from the beginning. He was restrained when he had to be. But, uh, but uh, I think it's really important for people to think about. Well, if you're innocent, you come out and say, no, I'm isn't right but they're too i don't feel for you and the whole me too movement and you know those people who are oppressed or uh, violated 
I feel for that. You just come out saying, no, this f***ing accusation against me is wrong. But there are two separate issues. One is coming out and simply saying, this guy's lying. The second is, you're, you know, it just never happened. The second is that Ricky was, you know, Mr. Martin was in a situation which you could say, not only is he lying, but I've got, you know, I've got the receipts. Right. I've got evidence. Which is, you know. The receipts is the cool way of saying it. Yeah. The receipts. <laughs> Come on. I actually had to ask somebody. The so first head. time I heard that, I was just like, what do you mean receipts? Like See literally, cool did you buy something? You're My so kid. Cool. My kids will be very impressed with me. I try to stay cool. Yeah, no, but you know, here's my thing. We don't represent Ricky Martin. Mm. Nope. We, we don't represent, represent our though. We would. Everyday people. <laughs> we represent everyday people, right? Yeah. And we win for them. Yeah. And we scrounge up and we dig and we, we work hard to find the way to prove the evidence is wrong. But those people suffer from false accusations, mm -hmm. right? So this is just a wonderful example that there's lies. People lie yeah. about oh, no, here's this. The, here's the next one. In the, in the last case, I went, we're going to talk about musicians under fire. Marilyn Manson. So we're going to, we, we've already talked about Marilyn Manson before, but I came across some amazing material that was yeah, filed yeah, in yeah. court. And so... So Marilyn Manson was accused by multiple people, and it started out with two individuals, which I'm going to name because they're the give a bit of chronology so everybody yeah. understands. So um, there's an act, uh, a very great actor named uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, she's done amazing work in, in her past, mm -hmm. and she, uh, along with her partner, uh, new life partner Ashley Gore, who also goes by the name Ilma Gore, um, started launched this thing called the Phoenix Phoenix Act. And they tried to extend the statute of limitations under the premise of her being a victim of domestic violence, which maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. Right. Because in, in the States, you have something called the, you know, limitation period so that uh, uh, complaints cannot be brought after a certain period of time. Canada does not have that. Right. You can bring allegations, you know, 100 years no after. Limitations. Yeah, that's right. Well, there's a difference in civil court and in criminal court at the moment. But no, but criminal, you can you can have a charge going back 40, 50. If the longest the accused is alive and the complainant, you can fucking go. Criminal. No, it's the same in civil. There's yeah, a both. They've extended it now? No, okay. no, no. They haven't extended it. They have amended the limitations, the Act. limitations Act so that it doesn't apply to sexual assault. Oh, okay. I didn't Bingo. know that. I didn't know yeah. that. Keeps going. So that's what they were after with the Phoenix Act. And uh, so... Well, much more so reserved. So just trying to get people up to date as quickly as possible. Because this has been going on for a while. Originally, Evan Rachel Wood did not name the person that she was saying sexually abused her. And, and when I say maybe she was, maybe she wasn't, my position is whether or not somebody's guilty, maybe somebody was accused, was assaulted by somebody else prior to this person. Sometimes things get transferred or whatever. I, I'm not going to say she was We're not never. Yeah. We're not, we haven't seen the evidence. No, but there's some serious concerns in this case against Marilyn Manson because um, his lawsuit is not defamation, saying you said things that I say are false. His lawsuit goes much deeper. Like he's saying they have created fraudulent documents. They had him swatted. They were engaging in conspiracies. Like there's... All this stuff that's going on. It's a on. crazy, it's yeah. a crazy so, set of facts. Like, you know, there's some affidavits that are now filed in court. And the one that struck me as the most amazing. 
Let's focus on this one. Ilma Gore, who is um, Evan Rachel Wood's partner, and, and there's a Phoenix... Uh, slow, slow. Yeah, so I know. I talk fast when I get excited. Yeah. <laughs> so there was like a Netflix kind of thing that they did, The Phoenix Rising or something like that. And uh, Ilma Gore plays a big role in this, and she was a big inspiration for Evan Rachel Wood coming forward. Ilma Gore, who's, you know, her real into the... Ilma Gore's sister filed an affidavit outing her for faking an FBI letter, pretending to be an FBI agent to help Evan Rachel Wood get custody of her child and move away in a custody dispute with somebody other than Marilyn Manson. And so there are documents filed in court where there's like, because her sister's iPad was used to fabricate these documents. And then she still, she says in her deposition that, or in her affidavit, that these are true and accurate screenshots. It was like, here's the letter. And then there's like text. And then the next thing you see in the next document is a letter allegedly from an FBI agent with the same text. And this FBI agent has said, that's my name, but I never wrote that. Amazing, eh? And this document was filed in court by Evan Rachel Wood in order to engage in a, in a custody dispute. That's so what does that the, mean? Uh, well, that's called perjury. No, but more, more let's dig deeper. What does that mean? Forget about these players. Yeah. What does that mean? So what does this mean? People will go through extraordinary actions in order to succeed in court to achieve their goals. And lie. Including and, and create falsified documents, perjury, manufacturing of evidence, and so on and so forth. Like f- me, it just it happens, and we which only is, see we, this because it's Marilyn Manson, which which and is, he has the resources right. to right. bring it to light. But which is talk. which is why a successful defense includes a successful defense includes a vigorous challenge to every piece of evidence. Yeah. Right. Okay? And that's, you know, the importance because people will actually lie on the stand. They will manufacture documents in order to pursue their goals. Yeah. They're able to do so. This is much bigger than just a defamation suit and somebody saying I'm falsely accused. There are other documents that are obtained off this iPad that are filed in court in which the Evan Rachel Wood and Ilma Gore are allegedly sending out checklists to other people that they hope will accuse him of things, saying, here are our suggestions. Check off if these things apply to you. And Just read a couple um, for fun, for shits and giggles. Um, I was offered a project or professional opportunity that never came to fruition or was vastly different to how it was first presented. Rape, blood drinking. <laughs> Commercial sex act or acts cut or assaulted during sex without prior consent. Now, this this list is coming from Ilma Gore's sister and of things that she found on her iPad. And these are lists that you, you she's, asking you, bound. she's asking you to check off. Yeah, check, check it off, off if you're willing to see this. Thing, it's a check mark. Right? You put, please put the next suggestions locked in bad girl room or unable to physically leave. And bad girl room is in quotes. So then so the media gets a hold of this stuff and goes, they all said it was called the bad girl room. Oh my gosh, 
like just as an example of how this thing could be construed by the media they're all independent none of them knew each other right. and yet they have these similar things this is a literal checklist that Ilmagor's sister has provided to the court that was sent out and there's an, another um there's another witness uh, this you is know, in his defense thanks that for the camera that, Max that, camera who said who said like, that it's not she a joke you know greta she i interviewed with her she she received the same you know contact information from them where they were looking for accusers so when you hear in the media there's multiple accusers who are all saying the similar things they literally according to ilma gore's own sister got a checklist of things to make them all sound alike this is devastating only in the united states though this they're, is they're unique that's why i say they're just a sister is a piece of Gave them handwritten notes that she photographed. Put it up for the camera. It's literally like this is filed in court, and and there's links you can find them online, where they, you know, there's stuff where they're actually hashing out what they're going to accuse. So them what's of. the bottom line for us for this podcast? Because we don't represent so, any of these people, no, we don't. and we're not we're not talking about celebrities for the sake of just getting people to watch this f-ing episode. Okay, I what's the point of this? What's the point of this? Here's the thing I would like to say. Right now, famous people are being uh, accused of getting away with things because they're famous and they can afford good representation, legal representation. And I would like to remind people that the reason that there's suspicion about famous people being accused is exactly because they're famous and they make good targets. And even if the person doesn't actually file for a lawsuit for, for money, they get... Twitter rules the world now. You can get so much social value from claiming to be a victim that there's, if you, if you're Joe Blow who works in 7-Eleven, you're not going to be accused for some sort of nefarious reason. But if you're a famous singer, Arcade Fire, Ricky Martin, Marilyn Manson, Johnny Depp as, as actors, famous people, the reason that we are a little more suspicious is because they're bigger targets. Keanu Reeves had to actually go to court and say that he's not a shapeshifter. Who, act, who who intentionally impregnated some crazy woman who claimed that that her kids were not actually but here here's how we drill it down to our 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 world that means also that there are false accusations in the world where there are not celebrities 100%. should people... we cancel people no the moment they're accused of something no that's, we that's should not we should not it's not offensive to a complainant or to a victim do we don't cancel somebody right away because there's due process we have to look at it more critically we have to assess and and people are not all the sum of one thing i will get criticized for that well we, i i think we we need to remember why we have the term groupie as well <laughs> yeah but i i'm not I'm, that's not my point here yeah. that's not the point of this podcast it's no, not I'm... about it's not about rich no. fucking celebrities no 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 groupie. it's not it's not I about groupies or uh, f- no it's about it's about the ownership of your decisions i'm gonna fight you on this joseph what i'm saying is legitimate you have to own your own decisions and i actually spoke to a woman who wanted to do the whole me too thing and then she realized i was a groupie i chose to do that and she didn't make an accusation because she realized she was compelled to join the movement well great and then for she her owned her own decisions rock on and I, great for her but if what women, I'm talking about is... If women is, are feminists, they own their own decisions. That's what that's I... That's what that's a real what feminist say. is. But the feminism has been I'm bastardized. Feminism has been bastardized. I'm not done. 
No clicking. It's been bastardized. And I want to bring it back to you our clients tell me not to and do our people who we represent. Your, I'm. I have nothing to draw. <laughs> oh my, God. my phone's too expensive. Listen. Okay. All right. Too many vulnerable people who don't have these resources get canceled yeah. from their children and their lives. They get yeah. fired from work. Yeah. No, it's not a f-ing within joke. a moment. With no a chance yeah. for even a day in court. Gone. Bank accounts closed. Their bank accounts closed. Their job gone. Yeah. Can't see their children. And they're innocent. Only they're innocent. And that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's and why I'm clicking to myself. And I'm a feminist. <laughs> you are, my friend. Rock on feminist, but the <laughs> traditional <laughs> feminist, right? The only kind of feminist. Cheers. Till next time, Until like, next time. subscribe, Twitter thing, Newberger at Law, just whatever. Do the internet things. Cheers.